Good morning, guys. Good morning. This is Bernice. Um, today we're going to talk about Bible scriptures on wisdom. Um, last time I talked about my daily bread, which is part of this uh, podcast. I read the Bible and then we pray. Uh, last time I talked about Bible verses on love, and I hope that it really showed you the love of God, um, how we should love each other. Um, in friendship and family and um, in love, you know, in relationship, husband and wife. So I hope it blessed you. Today we're going to read about wisdom. Um, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And while I was getting ready for this, the Lord was talking to me about Eli, the difference between Eli's children and Eli's um, spiritual children. We know that Samuel was a child to Eli in a sense of spiritual child. Uh, Hannah dedicated dedicated Samuel to Eli because of her vow to the Lord. Um, And we see that, you know, Eli raised his sons who are basically his biological sons, but he also raised Samuel, and Samuel was more so of a, a servant of God. He was also more so of a, a student, uh, a mentee, right? And so we see that in the Word of God in First Samuel. And so I just want to talk to you about what wisdom does in this capacity. And all the questions they come second to the 
season that God is pouring out his wisdom upon people. I was talking about it uh, two months ago about how God is imparting, releasing wisdom because we are going into different stages of this age in this season where things are really crazy, right? Um, I already talked to you guys about it where I saw a vision of before the gas prices increased I saw a vision of like $5 gas price and the gas prices were like two something during that time. And when I saw it, I was like, okay, I thought it was just for me. Like God was telling me, I need you to like save your money because gas, you know, you're spending too much money on gas or, you know, gas prices are going to go up uh, and I want you to save money when it does go up. I didn't know when it was going to go up. I thought it was going to go up like you know, years from now, like, but it was like immediately. And so I prayed and I, I, you know, I asked God, I'm like, Lord, I need you to give me wisdom when this things that I see that you show me, it's not just for me, but it's for other people too. And he has, he has given me wisdom. You know, we, we grow from glory to glory. Our gift always increases. 
uh, it's never stagnant. It's always increasing and maturing. It's like a baby, you know, it matures. Um, and so uh, I was talking about how God has given wisdom in this season to leaders because many, there's a shift in happening. There's going to be, even now, it's happening already. God is bringing new, new people in position, removing people. And so in do, during those uh, time, he wants you to read his word, go into his word, and, and, and really salvage all the wisdom that you can get. Ask him, where should you read? Should you read the book of Judges? Should you, should you read the book of Proverbs, Psalms, Revelation? You know, ask him, Romans, where should you read the book that he wants you to get wisdom from? Um, because there is wisdom that is being imparted upon people. And especially with this Joseph era that we are in, Joseph walked in wisdom. Yeah, he didn't walk in wisdom around his family, but he did. He grew in wisdom. He was a man who matured in wisdom. Um, and so he was able to counsel the, the, the kings in the land because he matured in wisdom. Uh, God, gave him a, God gave him wisdom in a seed. And, you know, I'm seeing a seed right now. God gave him wisdom in a seed. And that, and that seed grew over time through tribulations, through some things that he had, to, he had to endure. He learned wisdom over time. And I believe even at his, his death, there was something that he could have prophesied to happen later on. But he didn't because he knew that certain people cannot handle certain prophecies. And that comes with wisdom. You have to know when people can handle things. There are many things that God tell you that people around you cannot handle because they might be jealous. They might not want to see you in that capacity. And so you have to be able to heed that wisdom from the Lord. And so um, I'm going to give this wisdom. Uh, I saw a vision. Um, and before COVID happened, I saw visions of people going into a house and then it also wasn't a dream as well uh going into a house and going into the basement of the house but this time i saw in my dream realm i saw um people going into the house again but this time the house the houses were beautiful they were so beautiful they were very New. It, it was new houses. It was very well decorated, well well put together. Um, but there were chairs in this house that people could sit on. And what God is saying is that we are going to enter into a place, a time where we will, again, be sent to go home and stay at home. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. We prophesy in parts and we know in parts, right? But there is going to be a time where we will again go back into our houses. But this time we will be prepared. Not like the other time. The other time, the, the dream was, was at nighttime and the people going into the house, into the basement, the basement was not well decorated. It was very um, dark. It wasn't really a place that you want to stay for a long time. Um, but this time, the place had light. It was beautiful. And so what God is saying is that we will enter into our homes again. But this time, we will be prepared because the first time has shown us what we need and what we don't need. 
And so be prepared. Seek the Lord. Save your money. Um, walk in wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. How to glean so that you have harvest when the time comes for you to go and stay in your houses. All right, so today's message is on wisdom. Let's take a listen.
And when you come in this room, you can change whatever you want to change. You can heal whatever you want to heal. You can deliver whatever you want to deliver. I give it up to you. I surrender it to you. Because you're Father. And there's nobody like you. Who's like my Father? You are Alpha Daddy. And we love you. And we love you. And we love you. And we love you. We love you, Alpha Father. We surrender it all. You can take the depression. You can take the sickness. You can take the suicide. We want you to live in our hearts.
There's nothing like talking to someone that wants to hear you. The Bible says, seek him while he may be found. Father, we seek you tonight. That song was Dwell by um, Jay Todd. It's such a beautiful song. I'm sorry, guys, for the background noise. Um, every time I come to try and minister, these background noise of trucks is just crazy. But anyway, let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the Word of God today. And so I just want to give you a, a, a place in the Word of God where wisdom is key to even life or death, you know. Um, and then I'm going to talk about, I'm going to read Bible verses on wisdom. So we see here, um, all right, Lord. Okay, God wants me to read about, um, he wants me to read Isaiah 42 about um, the servant of the Lord, what it means to be a servant of God. So I'm going to read it. Behold, my servant, whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail, nor be discouraged, till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands shall wait for his law. Thus says the Lord, excuse me, thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, the spirit to those who walk in it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carved images. Amen. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them. Amen. Let's just say that the the sound in the background was the the shaking of the earth <laughs> when God was creating it. <laughs> okay, so let's go into the word of God in Samuel. Uh, let me just pray. God, I just thank you for this moment of your word that is just so eminent and so powerful in all its ways. I just thank you for your presence here right now, God. I welcome you here, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Let let your sweet perfume, your, your wind of, of grace, God, and mercy be upon us. God, as we read your word, I ask you that, Lord, you will open the scrolls to us. Give us revelation of your word. Give us revelation of what it is that wisdom entails. Wisdom is a woman, your word says in Proverbs. So, God, help us to know this woman of wisdom. 
And so I pray the Lord, let hearts be open, minds be open. I mute every assignment of the enemy, every distraction in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for this wisdom that we're going to dine with you, God. Let your wisdom teach us today in Jesus name. Amen. All right. So we hear here, like, let's see. Okay. So the word of God in first Samuel, we know that, you know, Hannah was having a hard time having a child. Penina was being Penina. You know, many people have Penina at your jobs, Penina at your church. Some pastors, your, your Peninas are your, your, um, your sheeps, you know, uh, sometimes your Peninas are your friends. Sometimes your Peninas are just people you meet on a daily basis. But we see here that she has some issues having children not only that but she had somebody that was being mean and mocking her but then she prayed and made a vow to the lord that she would give the child back to him and uh she did and she had samuel samuel the prophet that later on anointed david and so we see here that you know samuel um was given to eli uh and and you know hannah <laughs> hannah um went forth with her vow and that's one thing that god loves is that when you vow you have to give your 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 due your due diligence in your vow um and we see about vows with you know other people in the word of god in the, in the book of judges as well and so here we see that um hannah in first samuel 2 hannah gives uh, samuel to eli now we see that Eli has some issues in his own household. Even though he's a man of God, you know, when I was getting ready and God was talking to me about Eli, I was about to call Eli, Eli the apostle. Because we know that apostles raise up prophets, right? They have that mandate upon them, their lives. Not, not, not that, you know, uh, prophets cannot raise up other prophets, but we know that the key, um, the key, leaders in the fivefold ministry who raise up prophets are apostles um the ox the ox and the eagle go together right and so um we see that here in first samuel 2 that eli even though he's a man of god um he he has issues in his house in his own house and so that tells you you know it doesn't matter how anointed you are you will have issues in your own house. Um, we see that Eli is able to raise up Samuel, but he's not able to raise up his children. What do I mean? Eli is able to correct Samuel, and Samuel received correction. But Eli's own children, his own bi biological children, cannot receive correction from him. And I, I believe that many pastors who have children... Um, have this issue. I think this is something that many pastors have faced, especially when your child gets to the age of thinking that they know everything and every child gets to that age. I myself did and you did too. Especially in high school, you think you know everything, you figure it out, you figure life out. You don't really need the wisdom of your parents, you know, but that's not true. Every child goes through that phase, right? And so here we see that Eli is not able to correct his children. Let's read it. It says, now, Eli was very old. I'm reading from 1 Samuel 2, 22. Now, Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons did to all Israel. And how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Um, so he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all the people. Not only 
is he knowing of it, but he hears it. You know, I feel like I'm talking to pastors right now, you or, or leaders. Um, you, you, you hear the things your children are doing. And no, no pastor in a leadership position want to hear the children doing something very horrible, like sleeping with the women in the tabernacle, taking, not just that, but, you know, they took things from the tabernacle as well, or the offerings. And so let's read, it says, Now, my sons, 24, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? And this, you know, Eli was a man of integrity, a man who feared God. So let's see, let's continue. It says, nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. And then it goes on to talk about, right? The, the next verse is talking about Samuel. It says, and the child Samuel grew in stature and in favor with the Lord and men. And we see that same revelation of how uh, Samuel grew in stature and favor in Luke two fifty two and Genesis thirty nine twenty one, talking about Jesus growing, you know, after we, we found him in the um, the tabernacle preaching at the age of 12, we, we see that God says that a lot about people that he's chosen. He says they grew in stature, they grew in favor. And so let's see, they didn't heed, you know, his own birth children did not listen to him. But let's see when he rebuked um, Samuel. Let's see what happens here when he rebuked Samuel. It says here in Samuel, 1 Samuel 3. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. We see that um, Samuel was growing in the word of God. He, he was being ministered. He was, be, he was being able to minister. He was in training. Just like many prophets go in training. I myself went in training uh, where, you know, we 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 are under the leadership of an apostle at a, a prophetic school where we are taught you know the word of god and how to utilize what's god, what god has placed in us the gift of the holy spirit and also the fruit of the holy spirit uh and we see that samuel was being taught by eli and so samuel even though you're being taught by your apostle you still have a a, a relationship with god that your apostle does not know about and that's a key that many prophets are missing is that what a good apostle will tell you, you have a relationship with me and then you have a relationship with God. Your relationship, your relationship, your relationship with God is more prominent than your relationship with me. No good apostle will want you to rely completely on them. And we see that, that two distinction here, that um, Samuel is able to listen to Eli and God was introducing his voice to Samuel. And God called Samuel three times. And then Samuel kept going to Eli. And then Eli got a revelation. Hey, when you hear that voice again, say, speak, Lord, your servant hears. So we see that even when you are in training, you still have to cultivate that still small voice. That still small voice should never be the voice of your apostle. That still small voice should always be there because when you're done and you graduate, you need to still continue to hear that still small voice because that still small voice is what's going to help you 
and even help your apostle to help you be who God has called you to be, to prophesy how, how God has called you to prophesy, to preach how God has called you to preach. And so we see the two distinctions here, that it's, it's wisdom to be able to know the voice of your apostle, and it's also wisdom to be able to know and sustain the voice of God. And so let's go to where, um, where Eli rebuked um, Samuel. And so 16, 1 Samuel 3, 16. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he answered, here I am. And he said, what is the word that the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do so to you. And more also, if you hide anything from me of all the things that he said to you. Then Samuel told him everything. Immediately, Samuel told him everything. What did God tell Samuel? about Eli's children. Let's look at it. It says first Samuel three um, twelve. And in, in and in that day I will perform against Eli. Let's look at eleven. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel, at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I would judge his house forever for the iniquity which he, he knows, because his sons made themselves veil, and he did not re restrain them. And therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that, that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or of, or often forever. So Samuel laid down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. So Samuel knew knew what God was going to do concerning Eli's children and concerning Israel, not just the household of his apostle, but also Israel in its own in its own entirety. And that's something that we see here that God is able to speak to him about small things and big things. And that's the, the thing about God is that when you are humble before him, he would not only tell you about what's going on in your own household, what's going on in your city, even in your neighborhood, but he would tell you what's going on in the nations, okay? And even in your own country. And so we see here that immediately when Eli rebuked and said, you know what? I know that God has spoken to this boy because he knows he, he, him, Eli, and God are the are in unity to train up uh, Samuel, and so your your leaders always know when God has come and visited you, because God talks to them, or because there is something about you, they're, they're able to discern and sense and know those things, and so um, Eli went to Samuel and and basically rebuked him and said, "Hey, tell me what's going on." And he, he did in First Samuel 3, um, 19. Um, and what the difference between Eli's children and Samuel is the fear of God. Now, we know that it says that nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of, the, of their father because the Lord desired to kill them. Now, could the Lord, could their actions could they have repented and could they have had some fear of God within them that God could have turned his face and said, you know what, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to, you know, um, kill you. 
because we see even in Hezekiah, I believe in Hezekiah, um, we see that he was told that he was going to die. But the prophet turned his face to the wall and prayed, right? And prayed. And so it says uh, in, Hezekiah, in Isaiah 38, 2 to 5, Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Lord and said, Remember now, O Lord, I beseech thee how I have walked before thee in truth and with the perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. You know, these sons of Eli could say, oh, yeah, you know, now we are horrible people. But in the past, we were good, God. We were, you know, servants of yours. We, we did this and we did that. They could have changed the heart of God by their, their repentance, their prayer. They could have, right, if they had the fear of God in them. And so we see that the fear of God is in Samuel, but the fear of God was not in Eli's children. They did not heed um, I believe that God, you can change God's heart with humility. God, you can always change God, God's heart with humility. You can change God's heart with your sacrifice. You can change God's heart with obedience. We see that with Abraham and Isaac, right? You can really change God's heart with you being obedient, with you being um, humble and repentant. And so we see that the difference between Samuel and Eli's children is the fear of God. It says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom is something that Samuel walked in because he feared God. When he got to the part where he had to, you know, ordain or anoint the sons of Jesse, wisdom was in, in the room because fear of God was in the room. God said, no, I have rejected this one. And so he, he heeded to the wisdom of God because he feared God. So wherever there's wisdom, there's a fear of God. If you don't have wisdom because you don't fear God. Many people have stepped into things and done things and gone to places and did a lot of things that brought sorrow, or brought death because there was no fear of God. And so I just wanted to let you know that there is, there is a cons consequences. There is consequences when you don't fear God. When you don't fear God, you don't have wisdom. You don't because many people, because of the fear of God, you have conscience. You have, you 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 know right from wrong, and you obey, and you do it. Because you fear God. Everyone that has wisdom beyond your age have the fear of God within them. Fear of God is not being afraid of him. It's reverence in him. It's honor. I believe that God gives more honor to those. I mean, excuse me. I believe God gives more wisdom to those that, that honor him. Those that honor him because you respect him. So he will give you wisdom. If you respect somebody and you go to them for advice... They know that you respect them. And so what, what, you, what they say, you will take it, it, it into practice. And so they will give you all the wisdom they can to help you. And so that's how God is. If he keeps telling you, and even that's how the Holy Spirit is, if he tells you something to do, he knows that if I tell this child to do this, he or she will. And so I want to give them all the wisdom that I can. 
um, Eli stopped giving his kids wisdom because they wouldn't listen to him. But he did give wisdom to um, Samuel. And so now let's go into um, the Bible verses. But before I do that, I'm just going to play this song and then we're going to go into it. My name is Daniel. It means God is with us in the Bible. And knowing God is with me every time, everything I do is just such an inspiration.
So these Bible verses, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Father, it is my prayer that as we read this Bible verses, that, uh, that those that hear it, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, I just pray that Lord, you will impart upon them wisdom. Anyone that is lacking wisdom in their marriage, in their ministry, in their business, in their life, in the next season, in the now season, in their health, uh, in their mind, uh, in their finances, in their stewarding, uh, concerning their children, whatever it is, God, you know. And so I pray, let this Bible verses, your word is powerful. It's a two-edged sword. It is all-consuming. It is all-righteous. It is all holy. It gives direction. And so I pray the Lord, as I read this Bible verses, that there will be wisdom that will be imparted upon those that need it in this season, in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all thy getting, get understanding. Proverbs 4, 7. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 11.2. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. Proverbs 3.13. So teach us to number our days that we may gain the heart of wisdom. Psalms 90.12. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 2 6. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Proverbs 4 5. I have taught you in the way of, of wisdom, I have led you in the right paths. Proverbs 4.11 For in much wisdom is much grief, and he who increases knowledge increases sorrow. Ecclesiastes 1.18 By pride comes nothing but strife, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Proverbs 13.10 How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Proverbs 16, 16. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 1, 7. He who gets wisdom loves his own soul. He who keeps understanding will find good. Proverbs 19, 8. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 9.10 The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. 
Proverbs 15, 33. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. James 1, 5. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. Psalms 111.10 Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. James 3.13 So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you have found it, there is a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. Proverbs 24, 14. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Romans eleven thirty three. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. Proverbs 2, 7. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Ephesians 1.17 But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. James James 3.17 I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Daniel 2.23 This also comes from the Lord of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in guidance. Isaiah 28.29 Let the word of God Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Colossians 3.16 Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Colossians 4, 5-6 Do not say, why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. Ecclesiastes 7.10 Do not overwork to be rich because of your own understanding. Cease. I'm going to read that again. Do not overwork to be rich because of your own understanding. Cease. Proverbs 23.4 
Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Proverbs 3, 7 to 8. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Titus 2, 11 to 12. So let wisdom be your portion. Let wisdom dwell with you. Let wisdom be your right hand. And so I pray this Ephesians 1, 17 over you, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I'm going to read that again. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Amen. As I was reading, as I was reading this Ephesians 1.17, I smelled cigarettes. I don't know who's listening that is addicted to cigarettes and you've been telling the Lord, God, I need wisdom in how to quit this. I need wisdom in how to really come out of this addiction. I just pray God will impart upon you the wisdom that you need. Father, I pray now and I release healing upon this person right now in the name of Jesus. I speak healing into you, into your skin, into your body, into your nose, into your fingers, into your lungs right now. Father, I pray. The Lord is telling me to apply the blood of Jesus over your lungs. Lord, I pray right now and I apply the blood of Jesus Christ that heals, delivers, set free the captives. The blood that dripped down from the cross. Let it drip into the, the person that's listening right now that is dealing with cigarette nicotine addiction. Let that blood of Jesus be applied right now into their lungs. I feel fire on my hands. Let the blood of Jesus saturate your lungs, your throat right now. Father, I pray healing, deliverance upon this person. Oh yes, send your fire, God, upon this person. Let deliverance and healing come upon them right now. In the name of Jesus, be set free. Be set free. God, impart your wisdom upon this one that is listening right now, that they will continue to walk in freedom. In the name of Jesus, I feel like you want to sneeze. Come on, sneeze. You can sneeze right now. My, my nose is tingling. You can sneeze. Let it go. Jesus, we thank you for healing. Right now, God, we thank you, Adonai. Jehovah Rapha, we thank you for your healing virtue over this one. Oh, the Lord, have, the Lord has heard your repentant prayer, your continuous prayer before him. And he has delivered you. Who the sun sets free is truly free indeed. Come on, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. We are rejoicing with you. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for this healing. Oh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Adonai, we thank you. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, Lord. Thank you for this healing. We praise your name. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Through the trial. 
so um, we are done for today. Uh, the songs that I played was Wait on the Lord by Maverick City. I played Dwell Here by Jay Todd. I played Captain by Hillsong United. I played Perfect Wisdom of Our God by Keith and Kristen Getty. So I hope that you were blessed today. Um, remember, if you don't know something, if you don't have wisdom for something, it's okay. Nobody comes in the world with everything in their mind. We grow from day to day. And so you can definitely ask the Lord every day, you know, ask God, God, give me wisdom for today. Give me wisdom for this project. Give me, give me wisdom for this assignment. Give me wisdom, God, for how to handle this situation, you know, there's no little or big way that you can ask God for something that you need. If you need wisdom for something little, like just driving in traffic because you know people can be a little crazy, you can still ask God to give you wisdom on how to drive home peace, peacefully. So if it's at your job, your coworker, maybe might have some Jezebelic tendencies. God gave me wisdom to know how to not be a Peter in this job. Or, you know, maybe your marriage. You just need wisdom in how to communicate with your husband. Or if you're a man, how to communicate or how to interact, it, um, you know, with your wife. Many of us women, we want you guys to read our minds, which is impossible. But sometimes we do. Uh, we don't know why we do that. We think you can read our mind, but you can't. So... You know, ask God, give me wisdom. You know, God will give you wisdom in how to deal with your wife, you know, as a man. Um, wisdom in how to deal with your season that you're in. Whatever it is, you can ask God for wisdom. And I kid you not, God will give you direction. I remember this week, God was talking to me about um, people who are worshipers, his worshipers. Who are many of them have felt as though, um, you know, they have been uh, attacked by the spirit of Jezebel, uh, and also even even the spirit of Saul. And so many of them have have literally like left um, their worshiping. They've left their, their their harps and their bows and and a time to worship. And God says, "Have you forgotten who?" who you serve have you forgotten you know that i am adonai have you forgotten that i am jehovah gabor have you forgotten that you know i called you to be my 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 voice i called you to 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 worship and to exalt to lead your your, your brothers and your sisters in worship have you forgotten that you know in your voice there's deliverance in your in your instruments there is healing have you forgotten that I enthrone in your praises? As it says in Psalms 22, 3. You know, did you forget that his eyes search the land? That he sees all and knows all? Did you forget that who you exalt? And so God is telling his, um, his worshipers, giving them wisdom to come out. Because you know who you serve. You serve the, the sovereign God. And, and that is wisdom in, with, within itself to know that no weapon formed against you will prosper. That anything that rises up against you, he will condemn it. Because you are one of his, right? And so you have to come out because, you know, your bows and your arrows and your harps and all your instruments, 
that that can sometimes be wisdom for somebody somebody just need that song to just lift them up to 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 give them instructions that's why i play i played wait on the lord that is wisdom to wait on god and not to go ahead of him or to go with something that's not him so you know songs have wisdom in it and god has placed those songs in you to worship him you know the woman at the well said that uh you know that jesus should should give him that that water that he's talking about and jesus said you samaritans worship what you do not know we worship what we do know for salvation is from the jews yet a time is coming and has come when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth right and that time is here for they are the kind of worshipers the father seeks the father seeks you to worship in truth and then i i you know as i was talking i saw a vision of psalms 11 and psalms 19 and that is god's wisdom for the worshipers who have been in the caves because they have been fearful of you know jezebel or the sauce spirit and so god is telling you to come out you know to come out and read psalms 11 and psalms 19 that there is indeed um deliverance for you there is indeed um a reconnection god is going to reintroduce himself in your situation whatever it is okay so that's some wisdom for those that are worshipers that have felt a distance or have felt like you've been pushed into the cave you've been pushed aside all right so i just i just bless you all and i hope that you have a great rest of your day thank you so much for listening if you think this is going to bless somebody please share it i'm done today with um, wisdom prayers, wisdom scripture. Get wisdom in all that getting, get understanding. There are many times that God has given me wisdom. In the book of um, Nehemiah 3, 4, and even 5, God gave me wisdom. I was asking God, how do I go about this? I don't know what this is. I need, I need wisdom. And he told me to read Nehemiah 3, 4, and 5. I read it, and I, I, I kept reading. I, I, I was not getting what I, I needed. But he kept telling me, just keep reading, just keep reading. And then when I got to that verse, it just, it was that verse I needed. It made, all, it made sense. That verse just delivered me from what I was, how I was thinking. It gave me a new perspective. And so wisdom is in the Word of God. So when he tells you, read Psalms 1, read Psalms 1. He tells you read Proverbs 12. Read Proverbs 12. If he tells you to read whatever he tells you, you know, um, whatever he tells you to read, just read it. Because there is power in the word of God. Alright. Ooh, I feel so I feel so full now. I just love reading the word of God. He just it just it's so refreshing, you know? So refreshing. Anyway, I feel so I feel so full. You know when you feel full in the spirit, like you just feel like you just get fed, right? Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, I hope you have a great day. Okay? Wisdom. Ask God for wisdom every day. God give me wisdom today. How to do something today. And he will give it to you. Be blessed.